Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and I am bringing you this podcast bi-weekly. We will be talking to guests and I will be talking on my own alternately all about subjects that we want to bring to the forefront of conversations. This is non-censored stuff on subjects that perhaps we don't talk about enough and I truly believe that nothing should be taboo and the more we can talk about things, the more we can bring things into the open, the more we can be totally honest about how we feel and what we think without worrying about judgment from other people, the better. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time of day it is. Welcome to my webinar, Raw Chatter, The Stuff That Matters. I am Vicky Midwood and I am here to help you to feel okay talking about the stuff that perhaps you feel you should not be talking about. We're going to bring into open conversation some deep things today with my wonderful special guest who I am so delighted has agreed to come and join me and talk about her issues with her body confidence. Justine Hales is your body confidence buddy. She's a health coach. She's a well-being coach. She's everything to do with your body issues. And she's got an amazing uh, story to share with you guys. And I would really like you to just tune in and, and just listen to what she has to say, because I'm hoping that some of you are going to get some inspiration and your own body confidence from listening to her. So Justine, thank you and welcome. And it's over to you. Oh my goodness, Vicky, thank you so much for that introduction. What an introduction. I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, wow, this person sounds really interesting. I can't wait to listen. Like, uh oh, I'm the one who has to do the talking now. <laughs> yeah, that's all about you. <laughs> oh, thank you again for, for inviting me today. It really is such a pleasure and such an honor to speak to you and to your listeners. So, um, who am I and where did I get? like, how did I get here? So um, my name's Justine. Um, you might hear in my voice that I wasn't born and raised in the UK. Um, I was actually born and raised in the US um, to an American mother and a British father. So that's, you know, very far background, but I'll, I'll, I'll you know, catch up swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've, I've basically been living here for 21 years. I moved to the UK during university. So, you know, formidable years in my mm -hmm. 20s. And it wasn't the first time I'd been away from home because I'd spent some summers away from home growing up. So I had this, you know, real independence from my family and my life, I suppose, that, you know, conventional day to day, whatever. But when I got to university in another country, you know, like a lot of uni students do, you know, I partied, I, you know, experimented with things, I didn't eat particularly well, my lifestyle was, you know, that of a 20 year old student in another country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you've got the opportunity, and as you say, you're probably only going to do it once. So you might as well make the most of it. And you did. <laughs> exactly. And um, I suppose in terms of my 
body confidence and my actual body and my the lifestyle during those early 20 years it was very very up and down you know um you know eating and drinking and then dieting and eating and drinking and then finding out that you can take these you know extra special over the counter pills and then eating and drinking and then finding out that you can take extra special not so over the counter and that was the norm and I'm guessing that if there are any people listening who are still at university I don't think much changed <laughs> in all of the time since you were there um you can still get a hold of those same tablets that are slightly illegal and legal as well <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that that was, I guess, sort of the start. And I guess at the time, I, I, I would not have told you if, yes, I had body confidence or no, I don't have body confidence because it was just this was my body and this was my life and this is what I was doing. I suppose it's sort of fast forward a little bit, you know, further on into um, late twenties, early thirties, you know, I'm now established working in, you know, I'm going to, do air quotes here, you know, for, you know, a career, you know, I, at that time I did loads of different office jobs. So first page of my CV, sales, marketing, admin, logistics, customer services, anything behind a computer and a telephone. And it was never particularly fulfilling, but again, you know, it kind of gave me the lifestyle opportunity to do what I wanted um, and then I probably, then we got to my early thirties, mm -hmm. um, and I realized that I had started gaining weight. Oh no, sorry. Go back a little bit late twenties. So I'd get gained a lot of weight. Uh, I was getting very tired. I wasn't spending much time with friends. The work that I was in at that time was very long hours and my lifestyle just really, really went down. And it was then that I was actually diagnosed with underactive thyroid. Right. So I'm going to jump in there because that's something that um, I know some of our listeners may think that they have an underactive thyroid, but have never been diagnosed. I know it took me forever to get a diagnosis. I ended up going private. So, so how long did it take you to find out that that is indeed what was going on? Well, I suppose I'm one of the lucky ones um, in a lot of ways. I mean, so... I'm the daughter of two doctors, which in a lot of ways kind of goes both ways. So yeah. on one hand, you know, growing up, if I was ever ill, it was just, no, you're not, get back, get to school. Because <laughs> they knew, they knew right. if I was ill or not. Right. On the flip side of that, I've always been able to talk to my mom and my late father about what was going on in my life. So, you know, cool. and at that time I had explained some of my complaints to my mom and she said please go to your gp and ask for certain blood tests so right. i was quite lucky in that um yeah. that i was directed um, my gp at the time um is a different gp than i have now did not have a particularly wonderful bedside manner and at 28 when i was put on thyroxine and then six months later or three months later it had to be increased and again six months later it was increased and he's telling me over the phone well you know things do tend to deteriorate and i was saying you know i'm 28 years old if you say deteriorate to me one more time <laughs> wow yeah great <laughs> really makes you feel good about what's going on <laughs> 
Uh, but my particular symptoms were a um, bit of lethargy, um, dry, itchy skin, uh, struggling to lose weight, yeah. not really wanting to socialize much. So because of that lethargy, I'd get home from work in the in the evening and then just really want to sink into the sofa, maybe have a couple of drinks, which may or may not have been counterproductive, yeah. you know, so... But I suppose at that time, I was fortunate enough to then, you know, have the hormone replacements and uh, went, you know, did a, a conventional uh, weight management program gotcha. and lost, lost some weight. You know, my energy levels came up. I started exercising. And that's when I discovered Curbs Fitness for Women. Yay. So, yes. So I was at, uh, I was at just a normal nine to five job and I discovered Curbs and to say that it was absolutely life-changing would be an understatement. I mean, it sounds really cheesy sometimes, especially in a minute when I tell all your listeners that I then became an owner-manager of a franchise. I then bought a Curbs franchise because it was just that life-changing. Right. And I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> I know what curves is and what it means but there's a there's a lot of people who may not have access to a, a curves near them because they, they used to be they went through a phase where they seemed to be everywhere and then they kind of have, have died down again but for people listening it's not a gym right is it can you kind of put people because i can picture the, the curves place so can you explain to people in your words just just what it is so if you walk into the building what you're going to what are you going to see sure well like a, a, a quick description i suppose is it's a, it's a ladies only fitness center yeah um so those members of curves would say i'm going to the gym that's their gym but i always sort of described it as the gym for the ladies who hate the gym Correct. because um it's it's a circuit so it's it's takes all the thought process out uh, the machines all work on resistance uh so the harder and faster you push and pull the more resistance you create so it really is suitable for and women. It's all machine-based, isn't it? So if people yeah. are thinking of, of circuit training where you're punching bags and you're jumping over benches and, and, and that sort of stuff, that's not it. These mm. are all machines that are in a circle, which means that you can be doing your exercise, but the fun part of it is you can be making friends and having conversations, can't you, with all of the other people who are in the circle doing exactly the same thing no sweating involved no, no worrying That's about hard work. you don't have to be worried about getting taking all your gear with you and getting showered afterwards and what is my hair going to look like and is my makeup going to be halfway down my face and uh, there's none of that is there no no and it's only 30 minutes and it's only 30 minutes I love it. <laughs> So it really, really was and still is such a great place for women to gain that confidence. You know, I, I was there. I lost the weight. I um, my body composition improved. My lifestyle just improved because I was gaining so much more confidence in myself, in my body. And when I became an owner manager of, of a franchise, watching and witnessing so many of the women experiencing what I had experienced for the years prior was just so fulfilling Amazing. so incredibly fulfilling yeah. um and 
whilst I was there, however, I worked very, very hard. I had a great team around me who did do anything that I asked them to do. But I personally struggled a lot with delegation and I struggled a lot with micromanaging and I struggled with not like burning myself out. Right. So <laughs> let's just backtrack a little bit then, if, if I may. So I'm going to I'm going to poke and delve a little bit more if I, if, if that's OK with you. Would you say um, so when you were at university, would you say that you were somebody who who was a high achiever, who who wanted to do well and get a, a good um, qualification in terms of her degree? I was very capable. Right. But no, I wasn't a high achiever. Okay. I became a high achiever. Right. So when you were working in the jobs and you said that you had multiple jobs, none of them fulfilling, do you think that because you then found something that finally ticked your boxes and was fulfilling, that it was almost kind of, but well, this is my baby now and, and I have to I have to do all of it because I want it to stay my baby and be perfect and and i want everybody to have the same quality experience that i had would you would you would, is that a fair kind of assumption yeah. where you were not able to let stuff go a little bit yeah yeah i think that sounds like a really great summary of of the experience because yeah to a lot of extent that that's completely spot on i mean all through all through uni all through my first set of jobs like yeah i mean I liked them. I enjoyed them. I did the job that I was there to do. Never would I wouldn't personally say that I went like above and beyond anywhere kind of thing because you were motivated to, and and you you didn't have the fire or the passion. Mm. But this gave you that fire and passion that I'm guessing you never knew even existed until you experienced it. Yeah, I mean, when I decided to take over the franchise, so I didn't start it from scratch. I actually took over an existing franchise. And it, it, it certainly wasn't a smooth process by any means. I mean, there was, there was about a year. I mean, myself and the previous owner, we were both very naive in thinking that it could take a couple of months to transfer everything over. Um, and there were so many times in that year where I thought about walking away from it because it was just so stressful. And will I get it? Won't I get it? Will the lease come through? Will I get the bank loan? It was just there was so much going on. And then but every single time I thought about going to a recruitment agency or a networking meeting or something and saying, oh, I'm looking for a job like, oh, there was just that horrible pit in my stomach. So I was like, no, the universe is telling me that this is my path and that I should carry on doing this. Love it. And then I got the keys and it was like, oh, OK. Um, now what? Now I own a business. Now I have staff. Now I have members. Now I have people counting on me. Like, what have I done? Wow. <laughs> so that mixture of, I would say, in equal measure almost, fear and excitement all rolled into one and kind yeah. of like, okay, this is real now. Yeah. yeah, which, as you know, like physiologically does the same stuff inside our bodies. So right. we just need to, you know, if we're in that fear state, just have to know this is excitement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what you've explained there, and I think it's really important for, for people to take on board, is that you allowed yourself to keep on pushing forward 
even though at times it kind of felt too hard because that kind of elephant in the room, that pain of going back to where you'd been was powerful enough to go, nope, not doing that going to push on through, even though I don't necessarily really know what I'm doing, it's got to be better than that. And I think that's something that we all need to remind ourselves is the way to go. We don't always know how it's going to pan out, but sometimes knowing what we want to move away from, just moving away from that pain, it's going to pan out somewhere and it's going to be better somehow. Yeah. Yeah, just with a different set of challenges. So here you are with your team, with your business, with your customers, and 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 you're up and running and doing the thing that you that you want to do. Brilliant. So carry on with your story. Okay. Well, uh, so I'm going to fast forward because I had the franchise for five years and then I decided to move on. Uh, there are loads of reasons why, but you know, we don't have the time for that today. <laughs> but once I decided to sell the franchise and had, you know, kind of that made that mindset shift and sold it and everything again, it was kind of like, now what? I didn't know what was coming next. So um, I got involved in Canaway at that time because that's a, a business that you can kind of take with you wherever you're going. So I was thinking, oh, what do I do next? You know, and, and I just kind of had that as something to do to build up or to have have on the side. And I was on more or less a career break, you know, from the fitness and the coaching. So people who are listed, if you're going, what's Canaway? What's she talking about? Just ah. let them know what Canaway is. Oh, sorry. Uh, so Canaway is a CBD and hemp based lifestyle company. Uh, so I am a, a brand ambassador for the company. I promote healthy supplementation in the form of CBD and hemp based lifestyle products. So that's sort of one part of the business that I'm at now. Uh, and whilst I was on the career break looking for my next full passion, looking for the next full thing, everything in the world changed. I'm not sure if your listeners might remember what happened in March 2020, but I was still on my career break then. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a wee while before uh, it goes into the annals of history. It's going, be, it's going to be fairly rough for another few years, I think, for quite a few people. <laughs> so yeah, so 2020 happened. Boom. Boom. Uh, and yeah, I had to, I had to a uh, quote unquote pivot like yeah. everybody else. Are we allowed to use that word again? Because, yeah. you know, and I can quite help it. every time somebody says pivot now, I actually do have to do a pivot um, because, because it just makes me laugh. I know. Well, I think it was it was a banned word for a while, I think, because people were using it like every freaking day. Yeah. And what was the other phrase? Unprecedented, unprecedented oh, oh, times or living through uncertainty. <laughs> Oh, okay. I know. So, so you did the old pivot and tell us where, you, where you pivoted off to. <laughs> well, I upgraded my Zoom account and I said, well, I have all of this experience working with women in the circuit. Let's see how that translates to working on a screen. 
Um, and that brought me to becoming an online fitness instructor, which I still am today. Um, although the gyms are open and people are doing stuff outside together and in gyms and everything, the ladies that I've retained in my classes are those who may not have gone to the gym before or may not want to go back still. Um, or they're just a lot of ladies like me who really enjoy doing some kind of exercise, doing something for our bodies, but don't really have a lot of motivation to do it alone. Because right. even though I'm a fitness instructor, I still don't really have the motivation to do it alone. And that's what I love uh, about you, because you're so honest about it. And there are so many fitness instructors who you see on Instagram who are showing their own workouts and, you know, and and for a lot of people, that is so off-putting. Mm. And but that is the kind of idea that they're getting in their head of what exercise should, in inverted commas, look like. And and what I love about what you offer is that you help people to realize that exercise is whatever you want it to be. And if it makes you feel good, and that's the reason why we're doing it, because there's so much scientific research, which I'm going to put my nerdy head on now, but and I'm sure you know as well, that we we actually know that the exercise is probably the least effective part of weight loss ever, mm. right? But it has so many other benefits in terms of your mental well-being in terms of getting your blood flow and your circulation and your lymphatic system working, of course, your joints and your ligaments so that you can keep muscle strength and flexibility so you can keep doing the stuff that you do really want to be doing <laughs> when you're older. And that's what I love about you because that's your ethos, isn't it? It's about moving your body because you enjoy moving your body, not because you're trying to get to some goal over here somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and that exact summary is what brought me to body confidence and well-being coaching as well. Because again, during that time of lockdowns, and I spent a lot of time online and networking, and I was really, really drawn to a lot of people within the coaching and therapeutic spaces, complementary medicine spaces, everything. And I was introduced to the Institute of Body Confidence Coaches run by a lady called Astrid Longhurst in Ireland. And um, I certified with her. Um, so that what that's and then whilst I was doing that, so Oh God, there's so many benefits here. But number one to myself is becoming this type of coach. I had to go through all of the activities and coach myself. Brilliant. Life changing for me. You know, everything that I did there really resonated with me. And what it also did was trigger like all of these memories from when I was at Curves. Because although at Curves, I was coaching people mostly with the physical body. Yeah. It was all those little conversations that I would have on and off the circuit about goals and a little bit about food to some extent, but mostly just about, you know, what are you going to wear to your son's wedding or, you know, that kind of thing. And the goals turned into goals to feel confident in their body because of an event that they were going to or something like that. Not necessarily because they wanted to fit into the size dress, but because they wanted to wear that dress for the event. Wow. So it was like all of these light bulb moments were going off. I was like, yes, 
this yeah. is how I can incorporate. So that's that's how we've kind of rounded it all off with the four pillars. So we've got the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body and the soul or the spiritual body. Yeah. And also where I come in there on the soul spiritual body part of, of things is over the last three years, I myself have been going through a spiritual awakening. And it was, you know, the the door opened and just the floodgates then opened. So, and it's just, it's just amazing to connect the physical body with all of those other elements. And this is, this is what people I think listening need to kind of realize that we are all of those things. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not human beings having a spiritual experience, but that's kind of the way that often many of us, me included, discover spirituality, you know, as a human being looking for something else, which, which is that missing link, if you like. But actually, ultimately, we're all energetic. We're all en energy and spirit based. And, and if you're listening, you know, I'm talking rubbish and woo-woo, actually soft scientific. Um, and there's lots of research to say that these four pillars are a part of us and they absolutely are. And when one of those bits is missing, we never quite feel whole. Mm. And the thing that you are, are encouraging with your with what you're doing with people is that we talk you're talking about everything and you're inviting them to exercise with you. Yes, to move that physical body, but to be a part of a community and so to do it with other people. So you're not doing it alone because you have to or you must or you should or it's good for you, but because you want that experience, that shared experience. And so tell people, how can they share an exercise experience or a coaching experience with you? Where did, where would they go? How would they find you? What What is it you, that you're offering them? Uh, well, my online fitness classes, there's 10 a week on Zoom. Uh, first two classes are complimentary as long as you do them in the, in the same week. So, you know, yeah. uh, and I can be found on Facebook and um, Instagram at Body Confidence Wellness. Okay. Uh, my website also is bodyconfidencewellness.co.uk. And I'm on LinkedIn and maybe entering the world of TikTok, but I'm not really sure. I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, most of the socials, body confidence wellness is is where to find your body confidence buddy on on LinkedIn, um, which is absolutely brilliant. And people just literally connect with Justine um, and just see what she's up to. Have have a conversation with her because it's not about size, it's not about a dress size, it's not about a weight on the scale. It's about how you're feeling in yourself in your own skin it's about who you are being so if you've got i don't know if you have but if you do have any kind of like words of wisdom or a particular line that you'd like to leave our listeners with or a thought that perhaps you'd like to just plant a seed with in their heads um what would it be be grateful love it you know gratitude really is everything you know and you know some people like you said before oh gosh she's she's starting to go woo and spiritual beings and everything and just everything just be grateful because whether you think that you're spiritual or you don't think you're spiritual just gratitude is is the thing and 
whether you're body confident or not, you can be grateful for something. I mean, your eyes, you know, be grateful that you can see the, the sky, be grateful that you can see the flowers, your nose, be grateful you can smell the flowers. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, deep and meaning, well, it is deep and meaningful, but it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that, it's, everything starts from an attitude of gratitude and, and being open I think is is what it allows you to do because if you're grateful for things you suddenly notice more things that you're grateful for and it allows you to then be a little bit more open to what could potentially be possible for you and if if you don't have body confidence now doesn't mean you're never going to have it and it doesn't mean it has to be hard work and a slog and a sweat to get there either does it it's a it's a fun way to explore and starting with gratitude is an excellent excellent piece of advice to thank leave you. people on justine it's been an absolute pleasure thank you once again for agreeing to be my guest this has been raw chatter and i am vicky midwood the stuff that matters it doesn't matter how insignificant it seems to you if it matters to you we need to talk about it. Please don't hold stuff in. There is no such thing as a taboo subject. That's just based on social conditioning, your interpretation and perception of what's acceptable. We throw all caution to the wind here on Raw Chatter. I want you to talk about the stuff that matters, both to me, to our guests and amongst yourselves, because the more we get this stuff out in the open, the more we will all function better as a society. Have a lovely, lovely day, whatever you get up to. Take care of you. Thank you.